Good evening, every ladies and gentlemen. Oh, excuse me, I forgot my intro. <laughs> I'm getting old here. That's all right, Stacy. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to fade the music out then and just say hi, Stacy. It's seven <laughs> on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McKay. I'm not, and basically, I'm John Hogue, the other guy on the other podcast. And I've already heard her laughing in the background. Hi, Diana. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Hey. Exotic, exotic Valdosta, Georgia. You know, um, the the Spanish moss is looking particularly exotic this evening in a gentle breeze. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying well, it. Speaking, of, in, speaking in... of breezes, I was just seeing a thing go by on Twitter about uh, a certain uh, Democrat candidate from Pennsylvania saying he was ready to serve in the Senate as a wind was coming along and blowing down all the American flags behind him. Oh, <laughs> Well, anyways, also uh, you're, uh, in Valdosta, Georgia, mm -hmm. a woman has been charged in connection with helping a murder suspect leave town. Yep. Stacy, but uh, you really have uh, forgotten the intro. You blog at theothermccain.com, don't yes, you? Yes, and you can find my good friend John Hogue's work at hoguash.com. As I was saying... <laughs> As I was saying, a 30-year-old Valdosta resident is charged mm -hmm. with felony hindering the apprehension of a criminal. Exactly. Authorities claim she drove a suspect in a Valdosta murder case to West Palm Beach, Florida, hours after the October 1st incident. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Terrell Brockman, 43, of West Palm Beach, Florida, was charged earlier this month in connection with the October 1st shooting death of Valdosta resident Michael Taylor, 26. Uh, and uh, let's see, who is the woman who has been charged? Does it even have her name in here? I Wait don't think so. Yeah, I'm looking... You know, maybe somebody needs to take a journalism class about who, what, when, and where. Yeah. <laughs> well, she may not, they may not actually have her name yet. Um, the Valdosta Daily Times is not exactly what I would call the most efficient news gathering organization yeah. on the planet. Well, well, uh, per, well, perhaps, though, they will can, can learn by following the Facebook page of the Centered <laughs> North Dakota Republican, which is now being edited <laughs> by our friend, Bill Smallfeld. <laughs> Bill Smallfeld. Oh, yeah. Lord, loving. Well, love well, you're kidding woman, me. <laughs> a, a Valdosta woman is uh, 
is in custody, but I guess mm -hmm. it's not Diana because she's. Oh, it isn't me, here. no. But it, but since you usually rant about football, I'm going to start us off by the happy news that Georgia is beating Tennessee. Uh, there's less than two minutes left in the uh, fourth quarter, and it's 27 to 13. Yeah, Tennessee had vaulted up to number one in the rankings uh, after beating Alabama. I don't want to talk about that, though. Uh, anyways, <laughs> and uh, the number three uh, Georgia Bulldogs, this was a game of undefeated SEC teams, and uh, Georgia is uh, putting a whooping on them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been been pretty one-sided. Uh, uh, Tennessee didn't even score a, a touchdown till the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, <laughs> in other games around the country, uh, uh, Washington defeated number twenty-three Oregon State twenty-four to twenty-one <laughs> on Friday. Uh, today, uh, number twenty Syracuse lost to Pitt. 19 to 9. Uh, number 19, Tulane, defeated Tulsa 27 13. Number 17, North Carolina, had to fight it out to hold back Virginia 31 to 28. Number 7 ranked TCU, uh, defeated Texas Tech 34 to 24. Uh, the number two team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, now 9-0, and uh, defeated Northwestern 21-7 in some Big Ten action. Number 18, Oklahoma State fell to Kansas uh, by a 37-16 score. Uh, number 16, Illinois, the Illini, <coughs> Uh, were upset by unranked Michigan State, uh, 23 to 15. And number eight, uh, Oregon, uh, trumped Colorado, 49 to 10. Uh, currently going on, uh, University of Central Florida is leading Memphis in the fourth quarter, 35 to 28. And number 15, ranked Penn State, is uh, heading toward victory with just 10 seconds left, 45 to 14 over Indiana. Uh, we now have a final score in the Georgia game. It's Georgia 27, Tennessee 13. And they are about to kick off in Baton Rouge, uh, where the number six ranked Alabama Crimson Tide takes on 10th uh, ranked. LSU. And Meanwhile, in Nashville, at just about the same time, we'll get a kickoff with uh, Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Yeah, and I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. I gave you two to one odds in favor of South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, sadly. Playing uh, Vanderbilt is is a favorite. Hey, it's the only private school with the guts to play SEC ball. Hey, by the yes. way, uh, uh, since we're talking about schedules, on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Eastern time. Eastern time. You want mm -hmm. to be here, folks, uh, bookmark the page mm -hmm. uh, because we'll be doing a special election night podcast. And if you go to this page, you can find a link to where we actually are. Uh, <laughs> can I have a link uh, emailed to me? Because I need to share with some people. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a special 
six-hour podcast. I'm not sure how quick, uh, how far in advance I can book the link, but as soon as I book it, I'll, it'll it'll come to you. Thank you. Um, I have a bunch of people who uh, actually think I'm smart, which I find terrifying. Um, <laughs> I think. You're oh, smart. you're modest. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I think I have a realistic appreciation of my own abilities and limitations. That's, anyway. That's, that's part of what smart is. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, all I can tell you is that um, here's, my, here's my, my schedule for, uh, for Tuesday. I'm going to go vote. Then I'm going to do a, uh, a stint as a poll watcher. And then I'm going to go visit a friend who's in the, who is in um, a uh, uh, nursing, uh, you know, one of those uh, re physical rehab places um, and catch her up on the wonders of politics. And then I'm going to come home and do this. So I will be exhausted. <laughs> uh, well, we'll have plenty of coffee here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, will be, I think uh, Rod will be giving me, will be feeding me coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, getting on to uh, this evening's fun and games, I was oh, going to yeah. start us off with talking about how things have changed. Mm -hmm. um, and this, this, this came about when I was sitting uh, at my desk looking out the window uh, on the, I guess it would have been Tuesday, and I'm drinking my second cup of coffee, watching parents walk their kids to the bus school bus stop that's in front of our house and it dawned on me that some of the parents i had watched as kids when we were moving in 28 years ago going to the same bus stop now our son rode the bus to elementary school and to high school but he never had a, a parent escort him out the front door to the bus stop and he when he went to middle school he walked to school by himself um, and people thought we were crazy, but that was just the way we did it. But when I was a kid, the first mm -hmm. grade, 69 years ago, there weren't any parents walking the kids down the uh, street to the end of the road to the bus stop. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say that when I was in the first grade, the eighth grader who lived next door would walk me and another first grader down to the bus stop. But, mm -hmm. you know, that was, I never saw a parent uh, uh, at a bus stop when I was uh, riding the bus to elementary school. Uh, yep. It's just things are not the same now that uh, they were back then. The times, are, they are a change. A change. And, and there are times and portents in the sky. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, there's going to be a total eclipse of the moon uh, visible in the hours just before dawn on Election Day. And this is the first time there's now there's been a partial eclipse. But this is the first time that we've ever had a total eclipse on Election Day in the uh -huh. history of the United States. And it'll be a full moon and it'll be a blood moon. Yes. I am, I am just loving this. <laughs> well, according to the historian Josephus, Herod the Great mm -hmm. died uh, after an eclipse of the moon. Uh, mm -hmm. And that eclipse was visible in uh, Jerusalem in the early morning hours, the month before Passover in 4 BC. And mm -hmm. what he had been doing the day before was interfering in the election of the high priest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, you get take that for what it's worth. Uh, I don't know. That rap of God's stuff, you know, dogs and cats living together. Living together. <laughs> mm, yes. Anyways, but, uh, but speaking of... Uh, the election... Yeah, speaking of uh, 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 shocking news, yeah, uh, 
New Hampshire Republican Senate candidate General Don Balduck has taken the lead for the first time over Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire's Senate race, a Tuesday St. <coughs> Elsom poll revealed. 48% of voters selected General Balduck, while Hassan wow. only gar garnered 47%. She had been leading by double digits just yeah. weeks ago. Um, and But what Balduck has done uh, <laughs> is engaged in heavy-duty retail politics. I mean, yep. shaking hands and kissing babies. Uh, oh, he's like kissed a few babies, he has. He also <laughs> got, uh, he also had somebody try to slug him the other night. Oh, yeah. Well, well the, the thing about it is, is that... Um, Balduck is one of those guys who, you know, the Republican machine had some moderate candidate in the primary, mm -hmm. and, and Balduck was endorsed by Trump. So the Democrats actually spent money uh, trying to make sure that Balduck won that nomination because they thought he would be easy to beat. It's like... Guys, have you ever looked at the license plates? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Free or die. Yeah, I mean, that's what's on the New Hampshire plate. Well, mm -hmm. uh, Real Clear Politics uh, now projects a bold-up victory uh, in New Hampshire. And uh, we were talking, John and I, last week, is that if that goes the way uh, they're talking about if if Bolduc, if the Republican wins the New Hampshire Senate primary, uh, that will be the earliest indication of a red wave. And speaking mm -hmm. of red waves, uh, mm -hmm. I had to show off uh, what I do for a living with one of my uh, little posts uh, this week. Now, people say, oh, you're at NASA, you're a rocket scientist. And I say, no, no, no. What I do is applied quantum mechanics. And so I uh, mm -hmm. then ha had... Uh, uh, and are you pondering what I'm pondering that when I think so brain, but what if the Democrats can't collapse the wave function? And, for those <laughs> and I you, started to giggle and had to explain myself to people who don't understand. Please explain what that means. Basically what quantum mechanics uh, says is everything is statistical and uh, it's described by a thing called a wave function and mm -hmm. uh, the wave function doesn't settle down until you actually look at it. Right. So, uh, collapsing the wave function is uh, is uh, quantum mechanical talk for oh I just made an observation of something okay. right and reality it it is what reality depends upon observation yes. it's am, a really so fascinating sorry. concept I I want to apologize to uh, our listeners uh, that <laughs> it's surrounded by nerds you betcha <laughs> I. I don't have the math, uh, but I do love the concept. <laughs> making physics jokes. Uh, we can't help it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, talking about... Do you about know how indignant that Schrodinger's cat is about this? <laughs> well, what are the odds that we need to clean her box? Okay, so meanwhile... Speaking of the nerd jokes, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I had a post uh, earlier this week called Democrats in the Media, but I repeat myself, begin oh, midterm 
pre-mortems. And, and, and <laughs> I'd like to get here, just before we went on, you had a, another post go up that we, uh, mm -hmm. didn't get didn't get into the planning. But you, uh, we, we should probably weave some of uh, that post in with uh, the discussion. Oh, yeah. Uh, because uh, one of the problems, one of the reasons they're having to do the pre-mortems is they've lost control of the narrative. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Elon Musk, in case you didn't know it, is <laughs> now the owner of uh, Twitter, and he cut their workforce by half. Bless him. Still haven't freed space, it, and, and the way he did it, by the way, is that he assigned his team, that is people that he knew from Tesla and his other ventures, he uh, brought them in and had them working 12-hour days developing the list of who would get fired. Mm -hmm. And uh, the headline, uh, the headlines, let me read you these headlines. Twitter layoff gutted election information teams days before midterms. That's the Washington Post. You write that as if it's a bad thing. What? Can I please say, we just read the next one, please? Go ahead. What Twitter's shakeup could mean. Midterm misinformation run amok. I love it. Yes, it's the, it's the New York Times and yes. ABC News headline, Days Before the Midterms, Twitter lays off employees who fight misinformation. Good. But so... Um, so anyways, uh, they're afraid that their ability to control <laughs> the narrative has been impeded. And meanwhile, well, that that's, you know, that you still have uh, thumbs on the scale at places like Google. Oh, yeah. Try to do a, an honest Google search or uh, or at places like uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a late summer poll bump. Uh, yes. Some that uh, I observed on a daily basis uh, mm -hmm. uh, th that in, in September it peaked, but it has now collapsed for Democrats. Mm -hmm. And so they are now coming to grip uh, with the reality that they're going to get wiped out next week. Oh, yeah. the, the headline on a CNN column by Chris Saliza is, <laughs> The bottom is dropping out of the 2022 election for Democrats, yes. in which he looks at the uh, at some of the information coming out and says, quote, it appears as though Republicans are on the verge of a major national victory. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. there's reasons why this happened. Okay, oh, yes. because they got stuck. What they wanted to do was to keep running against Donald Trump forever, and so this, well, look how long they ran against Hoover. And, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. This, uh, Nancy Pelosi's J six witch hunt committee uh, went on and on and on, and I remember when it finally came to an end. But it, Has the it? whole idea is to make Donald Trump. The Emmanuel Goldstein of the midterm campaign. If yep. you're familiar with by 1984. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that book in a little while. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, uh, you know the the economics uh, they just can't escape, and so so they're starting to look for uh, how to spin their defeat. 
And I, I caught this uh, headline on the New York Post, top Democrats question their party's strategy <laughs> as midterm worries grow. With the subhead, leading lawmakers and strategists are openly doubting the party's kitchen sink approach, <laughs> saying Democrats have failed to unite around one central message. See, it's uh, never the policy. The it policy. Never is. No, it's not the policy. It's always, we didn't get our message out. Actually, this year they have done a superb job of getting their message out. And, and that's we don't why, like it. <laughs> that's why people are rejecting it. People, mm -hmm. vote, people would like policemen to come when they dial 911. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and But... Uh, now, there are things that a, a responsible person should do to protect oneself in the interval. Indeed. But, uh, indeed, but we would still like uh, effective policing in our communities. For as, as for instance, we would like our schools to actually teach our uh, 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 children to do uh, to read. Can they read? Write. Can they write? Can they do basic arithmetic? Um, it'd be you nice know, if they could do algebra geometry and trig and up through calculus but you do know they, do, do, for basic do they, arithmetic well do they do they have enough history and civics to be a responsible citizen and understand how the country works the all those minor things that we would mm -hmm. like to have uh, in our schools and so you know the the reaction has been pretty virulent against uh, folks who would deny that uh, and then uh, turn around and say, and can we have a pass on shutting down your business and making you wear a mask and getting a shot you didn't need? Yeah, no. amnesty. Yeah. No. You know, it just ain't playing. I'm sorry. But oh, the thing no. is, is that I remember what happened while we were doing the election coverage two years ago. I do okay? too. And it ain't over till it's over. And my sense of the mood of the country uh, and what I'm seeing published in polls and all this good stuff says, yes, I should expect the election to be significantly in favor of Republicans. Mm -hmm. The House and Senate should flip and so should a whole bunch of state and local offices. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think there's going to be a Democrat left on the school board in the county where I live. We might even see a Republican governor in Oregon. Oh, maybe. my God. That would be something to behold. The fat lady hasn't sung yet. Mm. And what she sings depends on whether the crest of the red wave peaks sufficiently over the margin of theft that you can't have the shenanigans we saw in 2020 work again. So you need to vote and you need to do it on election day. And every voting, early voting rather, early voting provides data right. that people who are going to have to find votes at 3 a.m. on Wednesday need to be prepared. And failure to vote provides a voter registration that they can use and find at 3 a.m. So mm -hmm. vote and do it on election day. Mm -hmm. uh, did you say something about a fat lady? Yes. Yes. 
Oh, oh, you're thinking, I was thinking of one that actually could sing. You're thinking of the president of United Earth, aren't you? Yes, right. Uh, the headline, President of United Earth, Stacey Abrams, insults Georgia sheriffs in TV debate. I, oh. it, about three days after it happened, before I got around to writing this up, I was busy with other things. But liberals in Hollywood decided that election denier Stacey Abrams, who lost to Brian Kemp by 55,000 votes in 2018, would be perfect for the role of President of United Earth in the Star Trek's Discovery series. (laughs) But without explaining exactly how she might obtain such a lofty position. Fortunately, Politics in the real world is nothing like science fiction, and Abrams more or less guaranteed her own defeat in Sunday's debate. Oh, Lord. During which she accused sheriffs in Georgia of wanting to, quote-unquote, take black people off the streets. Uh, During the Sunday debate on WSB-TV in Atlanta, Ms. Abrams fired back after Republican Governor Brian Kemp touted his support from law enforcement, saying that he had been endorsed by 107 sheriffs in the state. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, her reply to that was, quote, As I pointed out before, I'm not a member of the good old boys club, so no, I don't have 100 sheriffs. 107 sheriffs who want to be able to take black people off the streets, who won't be who want to be able to go without accountability, and she continued <sighs> on. Uh, but uh, guess who didn't like that comment very much? The 107 uh, sheriffs of the 159 counties here in Georgia. That's about <clears throat> about two thirds of the counties in Georgia. Oh yeah. The Georgia president of the Georgia Sheriff uh, <laughs> Association said that Abrams' comments are exactly the type of false, demoralizing, and offensive accusation that have driven good men and women away from the law enforcement uh, profession. And uh, I'm the the real question in Georgia is whether Abrams loses by double digits or not. I, I could easily see this being a 56 to 44 blowout. I would uh, not be horribly surprised. Um, there are, uh, it's odd. Okay. Um, as you're aware, I live in a, um, a majority minority town. And mm-hmm. curiously, I have seen a, disappearance of Abrams signs. There are fewer on when I'm out and about than there were two weeks ago. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, people just don't want to go with the loser, you know. It's, it's much, I, no. what um and that's uh something it goes back to something that Obama uh, Osama bin Laden said. Yes. Do you remember when he, he said that he was quoted as saying when people see between the strong horse and the weak horse, they will go with the strong horse. Yes. And and he was talking about the West versus Islam. And so his idea of showing strength and exposing the West weakness, that was what he was trying to do. But 
this is true in life generally is that is that success breeds success okay is that nothing succeeds like success and if someone uh, is popular uh, you know that that things accrue to them that, that that these advantages have a way of snowballing mm-hmm. and uh, Stacy Abrams is going downhill uh, <laughs> and, and uh, people don't uh, want to be associated with defeat and you well, don't want to the way of her as she rolls downhill. Just trust me on this. Well, the, the whole thing is, is how much of what she's done over the last four and a half to six years has just been pure grift anyway. Oh, right. Okay. Um, curious. She went from about um, a net worth of about $300,000 to well over a million. You, you know, just tell me how you do that when you're at the losing candidate. Uh, well, you well, she created a, a super PAC among other things and hired her friends and relatives. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and, and she, ha- she one thing she hasn't been smart about is sharing the wealth. <laughs> uh, that has yeah. been important for some of uh, maintaining some of her support. Speaking mm-hmm. of sharing the wealth, we are at the ah, bottom yes. of the hour, Stacy. Yellow button time. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, folks, welcome to the shameless capitalism part of the uh, podcast, uh, where I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, and uh, in the near the top of the center column is a yellow <laughs> button with the word donate on it. If you click uh, the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, um, uh, let's see, shekels, uh, all kinds of uh, currency uh, anywhere in the world except Russia, where we don't take rubles. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can contribute to help support the blog, to help support the podcast, and of course, to make my wife happy because my wife likes it when I make money from this zany venture. And keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, I can totally oh, empathize with that. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. If you look in the sidebar over on the right, you'll see a tip jar icon. Click on that, and it'll take you away to. Uh, the PayPal account for me, my blog, and you can donate to for the blog or the podcast, or just because you like me and send me money, uh, I would appreciate that too. Uh, or you can shop uh, at the Hogwash store. There's a link in the sidebar there. Or you can shop using links uh, for that you'll find for Amazon uh, at uh, both our blogs. We both participate in the Amazon uh, affiliate program, which is. Uh, a way that uh, Amazon helps support the blogosphere by paying us a small commission when you use those links. Um, and uh, I also take uh, stuff uh, by snail mail. If you, that you can find my address in the DMCA uh, tab up in the uh, menu at bar there. Uh, and you can send cash or you go, even gold imperial Russian rubles. I'll take those as well. Regardless of how you choose to support the, the us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Before we get there, it's still scoreless in Baton Rouge. Uh, 
Uh, zero to zero between the LSU Tigers and the Crimson Tide with uh, five minutes to go in the first quarter. Just had to update you there. Well, okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and we'll see what happens uh I don't think there's any score at the, uh, in Nashville yet either, so there's nothing mm-hmm. important. Going on. I was going to say, though, let's say you wanted to run uh, a not-for-profit, but you Ooh. didn't want to run a scam. Uh, I recommend that you get in touch with uh, Diana. Call and she me. Can, she can give you some wonderful support advice. I certainly uh, can. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, if you're running for profit or if you're just trying to keep your family going, you'll be pleased to hear what the president said this week. (laughs) So the economy is up. Price inflation is down. Real incomes are up. Gas prices are down. Uh, Ah, (laughs) Uh, yes. And the chocolate ration has been increased from 25 grams to 20 grams. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of what many true and many plenty are telling you, the 1984 administration is not delivering 1984's actual economy. Nope. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I, I, uh, I'm so old, I remember uh, uh, significant increases in uh, my uh, wealth and income yeah. and all those good things uh, during the Reagan years. It's, uh, I think so. What you're trying to say is that that, that it's uh, he's living in his own private Idaho. Idaho. Well, yeah, and his lips were moving. And his living lips were on the ground like a wild potato. That's a Georgia group for you. Mm-hmm. My my, the Athens-based band B52s is the mm-hmm. song for this lyric. Uh. uh after writing about Stacey Abrams, I <laughs> I happened to click on to the transcript of Joe Biden's speech Wednesday night, and where he talks about he, he says, "quote As I stand here today, there are candidates running for every level of office in America who won't commit." to accepting the results of the election that they're running in. This is a path to chaos in America. It's unprecedented, Mm -hmm. it's unlawful, and it's un-American. Wow. What was the ratings for that thing? Because- I don't know. Did it have any? Did it have any? I mean, I- I don't think it did. I I, I don't know of anybody who watched it. I mean, it's literally, I think it was so far down, it was in the don't care column. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was, I mean, I mean, um, the thing is, it was a, a more or less last minute uh, thing uh, that they, they came out like at noon and said, uh, Biden will go over from the White House, okay, the White House to Union Station in D.C. Mm. Why Union Station? We don't know. Uh, but uh, he he went over to you. I think there was a a, a fundraiser there. Uh, I've been to uh, I, I've been to events at Union Station upstairs. They've got like a uh, oh, there's a the shopping mall essentially like a, there. Well, yeah, but there's like a ballroom up yeah. there. But it, anyway, so he goes over there and gives a, a stump speech basically uh, that was carried live on all the networks at seven o'clock and uh, it ran about 20 minutes uh, 
But this song, which is you know a real stretch mm-hmm. for two minute hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, as I'm reading this claim that not accepting the results of the election is a path to chaos in America, yeah, right. I went into full on rant mode, <laughs> locked the caps. The Democratic Party never accepted the results of Hillary Clinton's defeat in 2016, which is how we got here in the first place, you brain-addled old fool. Yes. Yes. This makes me so angry. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I quote Hillary Clinton. From 2019, she was in, uh, I want to say she was in Colorado at the time, but she was given some panel discussion in which she said, quote, you can run the best campaign. You can which she didn't. Become, <laughs> said, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you, end quote. She said in 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she did grow up in the suburbs of Chicago. She, she should be able to understand that. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, but <laughs> from this big lie, this was the original big lie, the idea that somehow uh, Vladimir Putin uh, and the Russians had interfered in the election, right? Yeah, because they wanted us to get all that fracking done under Trump. Anyway, said and, and so I, I, I talk about, I said, it would be wrong to accuse Biden of having forgotten how Hillary uh, smeared Donald Trump with the Russian collusion hope. And the reason I say it would be wrong to accuse him of forgetting it is because he's suffering from such debilitating cognitive dysfunction that he can barely read the words that his script writers put on the mm-hmm. teleprompter. He is living in his own private Idaho, underground, like a wild Wild potato. potato. (laughs) Anyway, and I I take you on a stroll, a 1,500-word stroll down memory lane, reminding you of everything they want us to forget. Mm -hmm. Such as. (laughs) Yes, it is. But I mean... And, and 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 probably no one of us, uh, unless we stop and think about it for a while, can come up with anything approaching a complete list. But every one of us can Mm-mm. probably come up with at least a half a dozen ways that we were personally injured by this nonsense. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's just terrible. It, it's I, you know, and they don't want it. They 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 want to pretend that everything they did never happened. They want to. For, they want us to forget those. Or uh, that it was good. Fiery but peaceful. Presence. Oh, yeah. You know? And 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 I'm like, I mean, billions of dollars in damage were done. The the it, just think about all the public monuments that were defaced. Okay, just for starters, think about they they literally burned police precincts. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and we are unlawful, yeah, unprecedented, right. un-American. We mm-hmm. okay. 
Whose voters rioted in the summer of 2020? Okay. Well, hey, whose, whose voters rioted in uh, January of 2017? Well, Who burned a- some poor guys, uh, some poor uh, immigrants' uh, uh, little uh, great big car. huge limousine? Well, I the, mean, on, come on. On the, on the other hand, you probably might be able to successfully make the case that none of those people actually ever voted. So, you know, uh, they're not the kind of people who uh, engage in that sort of uh, ballot. True. If you're an anarchist and you're a principled one, you don't actually vote. And if you're a typical lazy uh, kid Hmm. who's uh, a fellow traveler, you you don't have the energy to go vote. On the other hand, on the other hand, we get uh, to another are you pondering? What I'm pondering, I think so, Brain, but what if they're using Schrodinger's ballot boxes? <laughs> well, well, we won't you... know what's in them until we observe them. <laughs> and that won't have... Well, but yes, but the question is, will they let us actually see what was in there at 3 a.m.? It doesn't matter who's who voted. It matters who's counting the vote. And how the votes are counted. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, that's certainly the... Uh, the chairman has said that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, the, the the thing is, is that we're the problem, not the people with Trump disarrangement syndrome. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, my friend Dana Pico, who mm-hmm. I rely upon heavily to keep track of what's going on in the city of Philadelphia, uh, <laughs> Uh, made the mistake of not ignoring Jennifer Rubin. I, I have I uh, the entire never Trump crowd. Okay, I try to pretend that they don't exist. She's occasionally worth an a and I'm not making this up. You know, post. I... Yeah, yeah. Well, after you may recall uh, last week we were talking about this that. Uh, the husband of the of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was attacked in the couple's San Francisco mansion by wow. a deranged Canadian nudist who does who in, turn out to be a uh, an illegal alien. Yes, and we're going to get there. But <laughs> um, but her immediate reaction to this was to write, "If Republicans would stop inciting violence." Crime might go down. Ah. Uh, she apparently was uh, drunk blogging that after, immediately after filing her uh, Washington Post column, oh. Jennifer Rubin we're talking about here, with the headline, Republicans have made violence part of yeah. their brand. Well, that's okay. delusional. Yeah. Well, anyways, Dana, my friend Dana Pico at First Street Journal sprang into action uh, <laughs> to using the numbers about Philadelphia uh, to disprove Ruben's hypothesis. And the math, and, and I guess it's it's at my blog, theothermccain.com, and you can look it up. Go ahead. Well, you know, uh, the Republicans historically have engaged in violence but i quite often it has been in response you know more like Mm -hmm. self-defense i mean i it wasn't the republicans who for example started uh shooting at fort sumner 
No. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, well, but but he said he points something here. Let me just give you some of the math that Dana yeah. puts out there. In the year 2020, there were 1,009 murders in Pennsylvania. 499 of them, that is nearly half, occurred in Philadelphia. Okay, so half the murders in Pennsylvania happened in Philadelphia. Well, the population of Pennsylvania is about 13 million people. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia's population is one about 1.6 million. So in other words, with 12% of the state's population, they've got half of the murders. Wow. Yeah, and he goes on down through this and points out that um, uh, in Philadelphia, Democrats get 82% of the vote, okay? 82% of the vote in uh, in Philadelphia, and they got half of the state's murder, okay? So how is it that Republicans are to blame for inciting violence. Well, this is this is you know one of those interesting things though. It's like if you take St. Louis out of Missouri's crime statistics, they drop like a rock. If you take mm-hmm. Philadelphia out of Pennsylvania's, they drop like a rock. You take mm-hmm. Memphis out of Tennessee's, they drop like a rock. Take Chicago out of Illinois, they drop. You see, there's a trend here. Now, mm-hmm. the mayor of all those cities is a let's not Democrat. always same hands. Yes, a Democrat. Yeah, well, it's not just the mayor, you see, because crime is a people problem. Yes, I know. But the, t- cities that are crammed full of bad people is what yeah. we're talking about. Okay, uh, I, I look. There may be some innocent people in Philadelphia, truly innocent people. But 81% of them are voting for Democrats, okay? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, when you get a 4-1 majority of Democrats, you can be sure that there aren't a lot of good people hanging around, okay? I'm sorry. You got to leave, yep. And this goes back to something. Now I, I'm going to just ramble off on a tangent here for a minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's uh, years ago, more than 20 years ago, uh, I was asked to speak at a um, Christian homeschooling conference, and I was talking about the media and the role of media in in shaping perceptions and things like that. And after and after my speech was over, someone you know they time for questions, and uh, someone raised their hand and said said, how does your Christian worldview relate to your opinions about politics? And I, well, I, I hadn't been re- ready for that, okay? I, mm-hmm. I was, didn't realize I was going to be called on for my testimony. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I thought for a second, I said, you know, I think it's something about that part, thou shalt not steal. Okay, because my problem with liberalism, okay, it, it, the problem with the welfare state, okay, mm. it is is that it is uh, takes money from people who earn it 
and gives it to people who have done nothing to deserve it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it, it is morally corrupting. Okay. It is. Uh, the, uh, and, and this is not, and when I say welfare, I'm not just talking about you know, welfare in the ghetto. I'm talking about the entire multi-trillion dollar enterprise mm -hmm. of handing money out uh, to, 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 you know, it, I mean, your grandma, you know, yep. everybody is, you know, uh, and this, by the way, of all people, it was Mitt Romney during the 2012 campaign speaking to a group of fundraisers pointed out that 47% of the adult population in the United States is dependent in one way or the other on the federal government. Mm. And he said, once that becomes a majority, it becomes impossible to cut spending, to balance the budget. And we are all mortgaging our grandchildren's future mm -hmm. in order to line our own pockets with goodies of one sort or another. Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 oh, the minute you bring this up, of course, the Democrats are doing it now, by the way. Uh, you know, they're, ooh, we're going to take away grandma's welfare check. They're going to they're gonna kick you, you know, uh, the, 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 remember the ad they ran with uh, Paul uh, Ryan literally pushing grandma, grandma off the over cliff. the cliff. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, I'm sorry, it's morally corrupted. It, it, it is. It teaches people uh, that other people owe them something. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it, it makes people dishonest. Well, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, it, I, I'm kind of an interesting case study in that. Um, I am going to be 75 on New Year's Eve. So I've been wow. getting I've been getting a Social Security check now for nine years. But I'm still working. Mm -hmm. But so I I'm still paying into Social Security. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And at the rate I'm going, if I live to be 93, I'll break even. That assumes yeah. I keep working till I'm 93. Now, yeah. uh, okay, so it, 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 it's a scam in one yes. way. Yes. But, uh, but think, there, I think about all the other people I know who are my age who are no longer working mm -hmm. and really reliant, have, have, have become reliant on uh, these sorts of Mm -hmm. Gimmies. Yeah. And it's one th it's one thing for us to care for the blind, crippled, and crazy and the people who, who who really need it. But you know what? My Christian point of view is we screwed up by letting the government take that away from us. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um yeah. as a, and speaking for myself, um, I have been asked that question um as a consultant, and my response is um, it's not just my Christian faith that informs my uh, opposition to abortion on demand, my, my extreme opposition to euthanasia, and, my, and various other positions. My positions are based on the fact that I look at people who have had abortions and they're, they're, they always, I know no one who doesn't regret it. I know people who can make very good excuses for themselves about it, but they always regret it. And it always is a source of pain. Well, all of it, these, it, go ahead. All of this, it's not just my Christianity that informs this. It's 
the fact that socially it's a disaster. We have created a situation that um, makes makes the makes the the fact that what Christianity preaches is obviously better for people than um, our liberal than our quote unquote liberal politics have ever admitted. We have called misery. I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind all of this if it actually meant people were less miserable. And sadly, that's not what's happened. Well, that's 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 the difference between uh, the state and the city of God. And if you really want an exceedingly detailed uh, uh, version of it, Augustine, uh, the, yes. <laughs> well, it, no, it, or better yet, the. Uh, uh, Sunday school class I'm going to start teaching in December, but that's a different topic altogether. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. But on the other hand, see, I've got a booking for December to do something. On the other hand, uh, there are people who've been laid off uh, mm -hmm. and, and have nothing to do until the 2nd of January. I mean, <laughs> I mean the 2nd of February when they're, uh, uh, they are officially off the rolls at the Twitter and the paycheck stops. Mm -hmm. And there are people who Ow. don't have uh, a job uh, on the various cable channels these days. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, the headline is unexpectedly. You know how, <laughs> how these things, things that uh, should be completely predictable, uh, somehow always liberals are surprised when this happens. Mm -hmm. Headline, MSNBC cuts ties unexpectedly <laughs> with weekend host Tiffany Cross. Now, folks, you, you, you may not watch MSNBC. Sometimes I watch it so you don't have to. But um, Tiffany Cross was the host of a weekend show. She got uh, filled in. Uh, she got pulled in. Uh, to take over the spot vacated when Joy Reid got bumped up to primetime. Now, when did this happen, Stacy? Oh, it happened in the immediate aftermath of the George Floyd riots, where mm -hmm. uh, apparently MSNBC decided, hey, we need more angry black women on TV. And so that's how Tiffany Cross got the job. Now, I looked into her resume and, and I found it interesting that at one point about 20 years ago, uh, she worked for a short time as a, um, a segment, uh, a, 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 a news producer at CNN, hmm. an assistant producer at CNN, but then left that uh, to take a gig um, take a gig at uh, Black Entertainment TV, and then that went away. And so, so the point is, that, and I'm saying, what did MSNBC know about Tiffany Cross <laughs> when they hired her? Okay, because because it was pretty predictable that this would not turn out uh, very well. Uh, but anyways, most of us and uh, most of y'all listening. Uh, I've never seen Tiffany Cross's show, but our good friend Tucker Carlson uh, drew some attention to her uh, a couple of three weeks ago when he compared her to the militant Hutu radio broadcast mm -hmm. that incited the 1994 genocide in Rwanda. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, now... 
Now, and a lot of people uh, uh, savage Tucker Carlson for doing that. And I, and I uh, believe that's kind of an extreme analogy. But, 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 well, why was she unexpectedly, quote unquote, uh, fired from MSNBC? Well, she went on a, another uh, um another radio show uh, that's also uh, carried live on video. You know how they do it nowadays with these podcasts and so forth. Well, anyways, she called Florida the penis of the country. Uh, Not that word. And said she wants to castrate. uh, Basically cut Florida off of the country. Actually, castration oh. is another part, and that would be the hanging down bit, more like New Orleans. <laughs> well, but my point being that my point that's her, that not not us. We got my, we. My point being that it is that it was very offensive to anyone who's from Florida, even Florida yeah. man, didn't like that one. But you know what? You sow what you reap, Stacy, and she got what she had coming to her for that, because even. Even MSNBC has some standards. Speaking of sewing, what you you read. uh, Yes, speaking, it it is really just uh, karma going full tilt boogie uh, to have an illegal alien involved in assaulting the spouse of a sitting member of Congress in in a sanctuary city. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like. Okay, uh, but you know, it turns out that the guy obviously has mental issues. Oh, he's crazy. <laughs> well, crazy people are dangerous, but he's not the only one. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah. Oh, um, uh, you know, we just had Halloween, <sighs> and I found a real life horror story. You sure uh, did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A probable cause affidavit. Uh, uh, for suspect Don Coleman, who faces felony charge for neglect and obstruction of justice, paints a picture of the strange circumstances leading up to five-year-old Caro Amar Jordan's death that led police to identify his mother, Dewan Anderson, as a murder suspect, posts about demonic possession, exorcism, and blood rituals were used as evidence to develop probable cause to arrest Coleman and uh, put out a warrant for Dewan Anderson. And this is just gruesome, folks. Uh, But in Facebook posts... um, Uh, This was crazy. Let me just quote some of this. Quote, can't wait to tell my story. I had to raise my frequency, heal myself and past lives, heal my ancestor, heal stuff in the universe, heal Gaia to exercise a very powerful demonic force from within my son. Um, she was arrested driving 92 miles an hour in a 60 mile an hour zone. She was arrested twice in the span of weeks. 
But then uh, this was, they were driving around all over the country in a 2019 Dodge Challenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her son's body was found stuffed into a, a suitcase, suitcase and buried, apparently, in... No, in, she just in dropped Indiana. it by the road. They just dropped it by the road. It is the most absolutely astonishing and horrible thing. Yes, in Indiana, but uh, she's uh, uh, still at large, last I heard. Mm. And, and speaking of at large, I'm uh, running down the road here. It's uh, almost time for the end, so we'll be back next Saturday at 7 o'clock. Remember, Tuesday at 7 o'clock for election night. Thank you for joining us, Diana. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll see you guys on Tuesday night. At 7. Good night.